you have people, do you have guys sending you pic, uh, dick pics on Instagram? <laughs> All the time. Huh? I've got men doing that and I've got housewives sending me, you know, titty pics. What kind of stuff do you get in this podcast? Dream interpretation, astral travel, reincarnation, self-care, and so much more. Hi, this is Bernadette, and I'm the host of Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World podcast. Please do not forget to share this episode to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and subscribe as well. Okay, kisses to everybody and take care of yourselves. Bye. Hi, it's Riley Gerber from Below Deck and I'm chatting with spirituality and self-love in a modern world podcast. Yay! Hi, Riley! <laughs> Hi, how Thanks are you? Thanks for coming on! Thank you for having me. How is life after Below Deck? What are you up to? Um, it's exhausting. <laughs> What's going on? I am working harder than I did on deck, for sure. I'm actually ranch manager full-time for a regenerative bison ranch in Montana. On land? On land. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you are a general, you're a ranch manager at where? It's a regenerative bison ranch. We're in Montana. So we uh, basically focus on a sustainability. We um, work with the animals in order to revive them and bring back natural habitats, natural eating environments, all that kind of stuff. And we also have a food business with them. So um, it's quite a bit of work involved with uh, livestock and horses and fencing and, and all that kind of jazz. Does this ranch have a YouTube channel or a website? Um, we have a website. Yeah, it's goroamfree.com. Um, very active on social media, TikTok, Instagram. Um, we have a couple of different sponsorships. We've had Tony Hawk out to visit us. Um, with his family. We have Stetson involved, and we're actually filming this year a new reality series. Ooh, a reality series on what channel? It's going to be with Discovery, um, Discovery Plus, and um, we actually just, I mean, I don't know if I can talk about it yet, but we have a, we have a couple different offers in from a, another network, so that also that also means that we won't be seeing you on below deck anytime soon probably not i think my yachting history or my yachting career is probably history (laughs) i miss fishing i don't really miss working with a bunch of misogynist pricks on deck i'm in the u.s still it's in montana um but it's the middle of nowhere montana and um we're Basically, we're just south of the Canadian border. Um, if you've heard of Whitefish or Kalispell, we're south of there. I would love to follow your YouTube channel. I follow a lot of animals' YouTube channel. I follow this guy in South Africa that has lions and tigers as his pets. Yeah, that would be amazing. We actually just have bison and horses as our pets. What, what made you change the career, change your career? I've kind of always done just whatever I wanted to do, like when I wanted to do it. And at the time, um, 
this opportunity came up and, you know, they'd offered me a full-time position as ranch manager and I'm, I'm able to take away different trades and um, new skills. And so it's something that I was just very interested in learning and, um, you know, good things have come of it. And I love the owners. So it's a great working environment. How long now have you been working at this ranch? I've been there since November of 2020. Um, and oh, very recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of work. Actually, this is probably my second time off away from the ranch. <laughs> What's the day to day like? At the um, well, right now we're actually in the process of adding on a new project. That's pretty, pretty big. Um, we acquired new property that we're fencing. So it's a mountainous terrain, um, sometimes 6,000 plus, you know, as far as uh, sea level. Um, and we're building a new fence so that we can move our bison to this new property and add more to our, our livestock as well as like grow our food business. So day to day it's fencing, it's coming back to the ranch, it's managing the horses, managing, you know, ranch duties and then sleeping and, and getting up and doing it all again the next morning. So <laughs> it's hard work. What happened to your van? I still have the van. Yeah, I still have the van. Um, I, I have the van. I had it listed, but I got so busy. I couldn't really address any um, inquiries about it being for sale. So I didn't really pursue it. And um, it's still there. I still don't use it. It's still in great shape. I've added more to it. And I, I need to sell it because it's a great it's a great van. And it's something that I think people could enjoy. What led you to Below Deck? Have you heard of it before you started filming? Yeah, of course. I love Bravo. <laughs> I, um, I get my kicks from watching other people ruin their lives on reality TV. So <laughs> I had watched it for a long time. Um, but I got, um, I got approached by the casting director via Instagram and from there, I went ahead and um, spoke to them further as far as interviews go and the applying process. And then they, the first year they asked me, I was engaged at the time. And oh, they I want drama, they, so you won't be able to yeah. bring it. No, they, well, I kind of feel opposite about that. I feel like it would bring more drama if you were engaged and then you went on to like a boat romance, but um, they didn't want me engaged. And then the next year they approached me, I was no longer engaged. And so they asked me if I want to be a part of it. And I, I said, of course. Wow. So they approach you on Instagram. Yeah. So how did they even know really? that you have, you are licensed or you have the qualifications? Oops. Um, I don't know that they do. They ask you that in the application process. Um, but also sometimes I don't think it matters. <laughs> Um, but I think that with social media, it just goes to show like how powerful it's become, you know, and how much you can take away from it, how much you can gain from it. And I think it just has to do with, you know, finding people that lead interesting lives and that translates well to reality TV. How different, Hmm, how do I say this? Because you were on a fishing boat. So before yeah. you went on below deck, you will not call yourself a yachty, right? You have no, never, I've never a worked on a yacht before. Right? So that never. was the first time. Yes. 
Did you need to pass any sort of courses before you jump on deck? Yeah, you have to do, and I don't know, I'm sure this is the case for any international, but um, there are certain coursework you need to do to become certified. It's STCW coursework. Um, I'm sure they offer it all over, but I took mine in Fort Lauderdale. And you have to pass certain things like, you know, you have to get your CPR certifications, your fire certifications, you know, you have to pass uh, psych evaluations, things like that, which, which that is why I question, you know, how valid they are, because we had a lot of <laughs> people that I would anticipate not having passed the psych eval. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm just really surprised. I'm still... I guess, marinating that they found you on Instagram. I would have thought that they have gone yeah. a lot of resumes because I feel like the show is popular enough that they have people from actual yachts being interested with the fame. Um, I don't even know about that. I always hear how much other, you know, quote unquote, yachties look down upon the show but I don't have experience working on a yacht outside of below deck so I don't know I don't know that type of um persona like I don't know what happens there right or what they think of us but um all I know is that we we do a lot of work on deck on the show um as well as interior so I can't imagine it being too far off of an actual job that's not filmed um, but I, I would say that because the show and it's given its popularity, like even more so it's just become like number one on Bravo. Um, I do think that more and more are applying, you know, versus back in the day, I know like even Colin right now for below deck med, he is part of a recruitment team, um, to find, you know, crew for Bravo and he's you know searching through social media accounts and and all that just to find the right people I think it's like looking up hashtags it's looking up you know different areas things like that Colin from below deck sailing yacht med below deck med Colin O'Toole the rapper yes yeah <laughs> I love him I wonder if he's ever going to be on again or maybe he's just not interested anymore I absolutely love Colin. I talk to him probably once a week at least. He should have his own podcast, man. He did. He had a podcast. He I does. got in trouble for going on his podcast. Ooh, I need to listen to it. I bet it would be really <laughs> fun. He's so natural, you know? And he's oh, a yeah. really he's, good dancer he's too. He's got he's swag. One of guys that's friends with everybody. Yes, he's one of those guys that's always positive, which can yeah. be so irritating sometimes. Yeah, I tell him often how irritated I get with him when I see him like like somebody's post that's like you know just a complete tool uh, for lack of a better term like somebody yes. from a show that's just thirsty and so fame hungry and I'm just like you're just fucking liking it because you know you're a nice guy I'm like just be real <laughs> I can't stand a lot of people I've seen on this show like I mean I'm sure same as they feel about me, but it's just, there's so many fake personalities that it's just, <sighs> Colin's not one of them. He's a, he's a, he's a good guy. Do you think Caroline is a fake personality or is that <laughs> real or does she just have anxiety issues? I think Caroline has uh, issues. I think she has a couple of different issues that she's coping with. <laughs> um, 
you know, I was her roommate for a little while. So I got to know her before, like, other people kind of got to know her. And I got to know the other part of her. And I just, I, I think she probably is a very sweet person. But I think she was thrown into a situation that she really wasn't personally ready for. The kind of issues that you have on Below Deck with the guys on board, like Ashton and Ross, do you have the same issue on a fishing boat? Are the, are the issues similar or no? No, not really. I mean, I've only had one other instance in my life where I've um, questioned, you know, my position within the fishing community. Um, and that's just because, you know, you're working with so many different personalities that, you know, unless you do mesh with them, there is bound to be conflict. Um, when it comes to throwing a camera in everybody's face 24-7, you know, there's a lot of people like Ashton that will show out for the camera. Um, you know, I went there, obviously understanding I was going to be on TV, understanding that there was a job at hand and understanding I was working with different people. But I also didn't prioritize one over the other. I just kind of, you know, worked my way through it. Whereas I feel like Ashton, you know, tried to portray someone he wasn't a lot of the times as well as, you know, just he got really fucking egocentrical the second season. Like he was, yeah, he was, I was so yeah. I was I was kind of disappointed because he had the whole man overboard thing and he got the I guess the empathy or the sympathy slash respect from captain lee and and i'm assuming that's why he made him the bosun the next season and then that's when his true personality came out and i was just so disappointed because i was just hoping i was just hoping that he's not a real asshole but you taught me the I mean, word cum dumpster i've never heard of it before i will say this um if ever I had a crew member working for me that was, you know, oblivious to the fact that like your number one rule on deck is like mind the lines, right? Like, I mean, there's, it's safety first. And Ashton was too fucking busy worrying about telling me to like steer clear of the lines as he was stepping in the lines and he got tripped up and, and, you know, fell overboard in it. Now, granted, I don't wish ill on him. I don't want that to have happened to him. But at the same time, he was so oblivious and so fucking stupid to have made that mistake. The fact that like any cat, like I, you know, Captain Lee and I have had our differences, but my move would not be to like, oh, let me make this man bosun now. You know, my move would yes. be like this guy yeah. has a little bit more. He needs to understand and learn about being on deck. And you know, Ashton, he did play the victim card. Like, people love to tell me I played a victim card, like the woman card or whatever. Like, no, Ashton fucking played this victim card. He is not used to women that will talk back because men like that, <laughs> they are. So I used to work in Amazon. I used to work at Silicon Valley. And I interact with a lot of software male engineers. And for a long time, it was really hard for me to not come home, come home and cry because I felt really patronized. It, it took me a while to yeah. be able to speak up and when I do it almost like they they don't know what to what to do and they just turn aggressive it's just a 
It's just a reaction. I don't even, you know, and I hear that a lot and I, I understand, you know, the biggest takeaway that I can, I can have from any of this is that we all think differently, right? And we're not going to approach a situation and we have to understand that people think differently, you know, when it comes to certain things. But the biggest takeaway with that being is that, you know, I don't give a fuck if you, if Ashton, you know, has a problem with me being a woman that is going to speak up to him. I don't give a fuck if like, even to this day, people say, oh, you have an issue with authority. Well, that's not true. And I don't have a, a, an issue with male authority. It's the either. way you are being spoken to. Exactly. It's if you're going to be disrespectful to me, then I, yeah, you're right. I won't have any respect for you. And I don't give a fuck if you're my boss, if you're my equal, or if you're underneath me. Like, I'm not, I, I, it wasn't that I was brought up a certain way. It was that I, I just innate within me, you know, I know that I don't want to be spoken to or treated a certain way. So I, I won't allow it and, or whether it's allowed or not, I won't go quietly. <laughs> what was your reaction when you saw that Ashton was man overboard? Cause you were the one that called it. Were you scared, nervous, had an out of body yeah. experience? What's going on in your mind? Um, so it was very quick, obviously. And this is something, you know, people say all the time. Like, I don't even understand this. You know, people say I froze, which I don't think I froze. I mean, I, I nearly went overboard myself trying to help him. Yeah. Because um, you were... Yeah, I was trying to grab him, which is the dumbest thing to do. There's no way I would have been able to hold him in a 5,000 pound tender floating away. But... Um, you know, it, I had never in my life, even in my boating career, experienced a man overboard until that moment. And so you can do drill after drill, but until it's happening to you, it's a totally different, you know, experience. And so, you know, Ashton, it, it happened within a matter of seconds and he got drug overboard and the camera guy friend was closest to the cleat with the line that was tied off on it um, on Ashton's ankle and it was very much quick thinking on his part he dropped his camera he almost got fired for it he dropped his camera and took the cleat off before it got too taut on there and and then for me it was like okay in my head you know, I was going through the man overboard drills. I was like, okay, man overboard, shout it, you know, get a life ring, which he doesn't need a life ring. He's attached to the fucking boat. <laughs> like we know where he is. He's in between this boat and that boat on a line. You know, it was like, you can't, no amount of drills can prepare you for something like that until you actually experience it. And so, yeah, it was very, um, it wasn't traumatizing, but it was very eye opening. It was like, you have to be ready. And in that moment, none of us, you know, were ready for that. And it, and it like, you, you never are, you're never prepared for something like that. So. Oh, so it was to show the priority of the production camera when they wanted to fire the person who saved Ashton's life. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you. How I did you know had... that by the way? He, I was right there with him. It was just me and the camera guy on deck with Ashton. You know, no one else was there. And so, and like I said, he, it was like, 
Ashton was 10 feet away from me. The camera guy was 10 feet away from me in the other direction. And I was over here. It was like we're forming a triangle. And when Ashton got swept overboard, the cleats are on the back, the very back uh, stern. And so that line was closest to the camera crew where he was filming me and filming Ashton, like, you know, going back and forth. So he was standing literally right over it and just instinct, you know, he threw his down and, and went to go save him. And, and thankfully, you know, because he could have drowned and he could have lost his leg. It could have been a lot worse. Like, I'm not saying Ashton didn't suffer a very traumatizing event. Um, he walked away with a bruised ankle. That's <laughs> it? Nice. <laughs> He's very lucky. We were going maybe like seven, eight knots. You know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a pretty hefty, um, speed in the water, but we were literally leaving the channel and it, listen, I would have been spooked as well. I'm not blaming him for that, but I think he, I think he did exactly what he needed to do in playing up that victim card. <laughs> How did you know that the camera guy almost got fired? Oh, I mean, there's a very strict policy in place. Like we are not to converse with any camera crew, any producers, anything like that. Like, what? Not at all? Yeah. Not even it's hi, called, bye, good morning. No, it's called, I mean, you can, but if they catch you doing like more than that, like you're really not supposed to, it's called fourth wall. Like you're supposed to be very, you know, at a distance from them just because of bias, you know, like they don't want any kind of bias coming into play, I think with filming or anything like that. And what others did, did you encounter any situations that they don't want you to do, but you do it anyway, because you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Kate and I, um, we got, in, well, Kate didn't, I got in some serious trouble one night. <laughs> um, we have these days called dark days. So they film, they film us for 24 seven, um, two months. And during that time, obviously the camera crew, they're walking around in this heat as well with like 40 pounds of equipment, you know, that they're carrying around. So these dark days that they give us are days off. Um, and you'll see it on, on camera. It'll be like, oh, we're giving you a spa day or we're sending you to the resort for the day. But it's really like the, the day after a, a day off for the camera crew. Um, and it's because the camera crew really like need to relax and rest because it's the same crew the whole time. And so, you know, in this time period, we're all sequestered. Like we're not to talk to each other. We're not to hang out. We're not to do anything without with like, the crew with or with the production people. With any talk to your coworkers no, as well. It's like we're, we've been in quarantine long before COVID came around. <laughs> How is it possible that they do not allow you to interact with your coworkers? They send us to a hotel. We each have our own room. We're to check mm -hmm. in. We're not to leave without advising them. They have to show up if we do leave and basically babysit us. Um, if we do want to hang out with the other crew, like if Kate and I were to hang out, like the babysitter has to be there, the PA. She has to be there or he to you know, basically monitor us that we don't talk about anything show related. Because what would happen is if you and I were on a show together, and we were in a fight, and then we hang out together, and we make up, it would look very different when we start filming again. So yeah, so so this one night, um, Kate and I are in the van, and we're headed to the hotel to be, you know, quarantined, sequestered, whatever. 
and she's mouthing. Hey, is the me. hotel nice? Is it a five star yeah, hotel? Yeah, it's like a nice hotel. Yeah, okay. we get like full amenities, you know. Um, but they so Kate's in the back seat, you know, like talking to me, but you know, quietly, and I couldn't understand what she was saying, and I and I was like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what you're saying, and I fell back. <laughs> we're trying not to alert our basically our babysitter oh! that we're so she's like <laughs> so we get to the hotel and she calls my room and we decided to meet for drinks in the lobby because once they drop us off they trust us to you know do what we're supposed to do <laughs> which is mistake number one PA. Yeah. So um, we meet up and we have drinks and then we decided to go out, which is, you know, a huge mistake because not only, again, are we, you know, jeopardizing storyline, if there's a storyline, you know, if we were fighting or anything like that, we're also like subjecting ourselves to like a whole other world and their culture. Like, so if something were to happen, you know, if it was like a bad, you know, district or whatever, and we were, heaven forbid, robbed or you know attacked or anything like that like it would jeopardize us as well as the PA as well as the production so but we had, we went out this one night and it just so happened we went to the same bar that all of the camera crew went to what are the odds is that the, right. the popular bar maybe that's why it, I mean I don't know it was in Thailand so it was definitely oh. like, you know um, but Kate, you know, being very seasoned, <laughs> she like ducked out real quick and ran and scurried off without being noticed. And I was, I pulled a full on Rotten Riley and I was like, fuck you. We're out here doing the same thing you are like, get the fuck out of our face. Let us drink. Let us be. And I just threw like threw down and it was horrible. <laughs> what are the consequences for doing that? Oh, you could totally be fired. Yeah, you could be fired for sure. You you jeopardize the job of your PA as well, which I would never want to do. So the next morning, I felt horrible. I, of course, I was drunk and I was you know belligerent, and so I I spoke to the PA and I spoke to the producers like on my own volition, and I was just like, listen, I'm so I understand exactly the position I put people in, and I apologize for that, and you know, and I I really did you know, my heart felt very sorry for doing that. I, I wouldn't want to get anybody else, you know, hurt over my own actions. And, um, you know, we had a great sit down and, and it was fine as long as I never did it again. <laughs> Is your producer Nadine? No, she's below deck med. She is below deck mad. Gotcha. Yeah. Because she, I only know her because right now she's, I, she is hosting a below deck reunion between all the captains and the full video is on the Bravo's YouTube, YouTube channel. That's okay. the only reason I know, I, 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 I know of her, of her, of her name. I've spoke to her before. Um, I didn't get to work with her directly. I love the producers from Below Deck. Um, but yeah, I hear Nadine is great. Um, but no, I, I, my producers, in, when I compare them to Nadine, and again, not having worked with her, I'm, I'm much more intimidated by my producer. <laughs> when you say in, you intimidated, what is intimidating? What about them is intimidating? I mean, it's a whole different world, you know, that you're a part of. You're not, you know, I've never 
been on TV before. Um, so it was something that, well, I mean, I've never done anything like this before. And it was just something that's like, you know, of course you want to be a part of, but at the same time, you don't know where the boundaries are, this, that, and the other. And, you know, like they could, you know, if I didn't want to follow their rules or if I didn't want to be on the show, like there's no, like you said, there's no shortage of applicants, you know, waiting in line. How much does it pay to be on reality TV? Uh, the more you are on TV, the more it pays. <laughs> oh, uh, so it's by, oh, it's by screen time. Is that why people are always creating drama? Because it's true, you actually get paid by screen time? Oh, no, no. I mean, like, if they, if another series picks you up or if you do a second season or anything like that. Like, oh. the drama aspect. I mean, obviously, the more screen time you get, the more recognition you get. But, you know, but the, again, like I 50 think, bucks every, you know, every screen time. <laughs> no, I don't think it's that. At least not in my experience. It's not that I had I had been given a set, you know, salary. But um, there's, you know, there are people that I think they feel like the more they are on camera, obviously, the better chances they are of, you know, more recognition. Um, and again, there's people that show out for the camera. I mean, I, I'm not an actor. I'm not a good actor at that. <laughs> so I just, fortunately, like my personality is one that works well with, you know, reality TV. <laughs> I'm either fighting or fucking. So it's, it works. <laughs> What was the most dangerous excursion on a boat that happened to you before? It doesn't have to be below that could be your fishing boat. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, honestly, there's danger apparent in any time you're on a boat at sea, you know, like there's, you have to be with people that are capable, that know what they're doing, that can react in certain situations. And, you know, I working in Alaska, like we're, you know, we're in harsh environment and we're in treacherous seas sometimes and you know maybe we don't have hurricanes or anything like that up there but we have huge swells and we have frig frigid waters and um I mean I don't know that I've really been in a situation that scared me so much to where you know a uh, life was at stake until Ashton went overboard but I've had plenty since um I had three overboards the summer you know, after that situation. And luckily, like they all went well as well. But um, I, don't, I don't know that I've had a situation that was very scary, except for, uh, you know, that first time with Ashton. And, and it's just because, you know, that's your, your, your threshold there where you're like learning, okay, can I handle this? Can I move forward from this? Can I learn from it? You know, what do we do? And, and so I think that was kind of it. What about paranormal supernatural experiences? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, uh, my mom, she, we bought a bed and breakfast when we moved to Florida and we, it was apparently haunted. <laughs> Have you heard or seen anything from the bed and breakfast? And how did you know it was haunted when they sold it? They have to disclose it. Um, there were stories. It was a historic city in um, Fernandina Beach, Florida. Um, there were stories about the bed and breakfast. We did hear like flushing of toilets. We'd smell cologne. We the doors would slam, like all that kind of stuff. But I personally never saw anything else besides that. Um, 
And it did not I mean, I go out? No, because it was kind of, it wasn't like ominous or anything like that. It wasn't, it was a very amicable like ghost, I guess. Um, I, you know, I was, I never felt threatened, anything, you know, it was just, it was stories told that I, I, I don't know, like it, it was part of me, like I, I definitely, I went to Catholic school when I was younger, so I definitely believe in, in, um, spirits and all that, but I, I don't know how I would react if I was ever really confronted with one. <laughs> gotcha. What are your thoughts on, okay. Let's run down Kate. Kate. Um, I enjoy Kate. You know, she is a friend of mine to this day. Um, she is very much a personality that I think is one to be reckoned with. Um, I, I do think she's a little guarded. You know, she's been in the business so long that she probably doesn't know who she can trust most of the time. Um, but when you are able to connect with her and you're able to open up and, and vice versa, she's an amazing person. You know, I, sometimes I find myself questioning sometimes, you know, her, uh, motives. And then I find, you know, that I was in the wrong, like she's actually, a, you know, she's very kind and she's generous. And, um, I think that she, she's a good person to have in your corner. And I was lucky to have her in mine in my second season. Chandler. I fucking could care less about him. <laughs> uh, Ashton. That will be my answer for every other person you have. Ross. <laughs> oh, Ross. He's just, he's such a dumb, kind idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say a dumb, kind idiot? What an odd I, combination. I, I love Ross. I do, but I hate that Ross like can't think for himself. And I also just think he's, you know, I think that's, I think it's dumb. I think, you know, I just, it's just a testament to someone's character when they follow the crowd. Captain Lee. <laughs> I do want to like him so bad. Um, I think we still have a, I think it would be great to work with him again so that, because we've had a heart to heart after my second season, um, where we really like, we're able to understand each other better. And I think that if we were able to work together, you know, he'd be much more open-minded to the fact that like, there's a whole other life below deck versus what he sees as a spectator, since he's really not privy to all of it during filming as well. Adrian is oh the chef yes <laughs> yeah I don't give a fuck about him yeah you know <laughs> in the below deck community the below deck community gave gave him a moniker called fake Buddha I don't know if you heard of this I didn't but here's the thing about Adrian I think he's an amazing chef but I don't give two shits about, you know, your meditation and your kumbaya and your unicorn. I don't care. Like, I, like, I, I don't, I don't, I, whatever, do what you want to do. But like, it's just a very weird concept. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny that the Below Deck has their own community that's passionate about everybody and name him fake Buddha. They see <laughs> it as well. 
Well, I'll tell you the ranch that I'm at now, we have Buddhists involved in some of our um, business dealings. And I'll tell you that I've, I don't know exactly the Buddhist tradition, but my mindset is that they're all about peace and tranquility and, you know, like, you know, harmony. And that is not at all what the fuck these Buddhists are about. Say that again. I missed it. Oh, it's just, I don't, I think Buddhists, I think like anybody, people like to portray themselves in a better light than they are. And, and in my experience, I think that Buddhists, the Buddhists that I've come to know, Adrian and people in business, um, they're no better than you and I. <laughs> Was there a scene that you did not want to be filmed? Oh yeah. Having sex on TV. <laughs> I don't even know that that happened. Oh, it did. Was it shown on TV? Oh, yeah. Did you have <laughs> to tell your, your friends and family a heads up? Um, I did tell my mom. I my mom was the only one I gave a heads up to. I said, I apologize in advance. I did the two things you're supposed to do on, t on reality TV, and that's fight and fuck. <laughs> and how advanced... How advanced do you get to see the upcoming episodes before it airs? Only the Friday. Let's see. So ours would air on Tuesday and it would, they would send us the, um, the reel on Fridays. The, not even the full episode, just a reel, a trailer? Oh, I mean, like, the full episode, yeah. But they would send it to us. But there's not, like, if we didn't like anything about it, there was nothing we could do about it. Oh, my God. We, that's not... were, able to, we were able to prepare ourselves. For yeah, that's that not time. enough time to em emotionally prepare yourself to go. No, and that's again. the thing. That's the thing. And, like, unless you hire, you know, PR or something like that, which, of course, like, I'm not going to do that. Um you know, my commentary is just like what it would be like, fuck you, or I don't know, like, it was never anything calculated versus like, you know, Kate would have some like really witty banter and, you know, or, or Ashton now, like I, I mean, I've been sent some of Ashton's posts by fans and I'm just telling you that that is not Ashton writing his fucking social media. Too polite. Too polite, too professional. No, like, I everything's filled out. A business. I mean, he's trying to create a business. That's fine. Like, I understand all that. But in the same sense, you know, I also feel like you really always need to be like true to yourself, um, very authentic, like, because that will always show through. Like, you can't, you can't erase your history and you can't erase who you are. And he's not owning it. He's just kind of like swept it under the rug. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he, it's very laughable to me. He's like, he's, he's putting posts out there now talking about women's fertility and like, number wow. one, you're not a fucking and you're not, you know, somebody that like, you're not a certified, like maybe now he is, but you weren't when you're posting this, like some certified health trainer or fitness or anything like that. Like, you know, don't, don't, it's just like, it's humane washing, you know, you're putting this concept out there in people's minds that, it, you know, portrays you as something that you're not. And I think it's, I think there's too much of that. And that's a lot of what's wrong with society. <laughs> do you have people, do you have guys sending you pic, uh, dick pics on Instagram? <laughs> All the time. Huh? I've got 
men doing that. And I've got housewives sending me, you know, titty pics. Housewives might be, I don't know how to pronounce her name, Bronwyn. Oh, yeah. I have not followed her, her, her story yet. I have not seen any of the latest seasons she's in. I have a lot to catch up on. But that's the first person I thought when you say titties. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a whole world that you're open I thought to. Instagram is more protected than that. No, I mean, it is versus like you having to follow people back and answer messages. But honestly, like, you know, I mean, I have I have several followers and I can still like see what people send me and it's disturbing. <laughs> what don't they, they really uh, do you respond back? Sometimes. Yeah. Like if somebody is constantly like coming at me or if there's people that I know like are just you know, diehard fans. And they're, they're, they've always like, there's people that talk to me every day. And for me, you know, like, I don't truly understand it. But I appreciate the fact that like having a following having support is so much better than having like so many people like against you. And I've been I've been prone to like highlight a lot of haters in my social media, like I'll respond to them in a very like sarcastic way, or I'll like, blast them on social media and I think it holds them accountable and also gives people strength that don't you know I get this feedback a lot like there's a lot of people that are like oh I just admire you for sticking up for yourself or speaking up or you know not putting up with bullshit and I don't, I'm not trying to be anybody's role model but um I'm just doing what I do and it and if that encourages someone else to not feel like they're being put down or have to be put down then I think you know like, I'm happy to oblige. I'm happy to keep doing it. Like, it's just, it's me responding in my own time, my own action and my own reality with my own emotions. And I think that if more people did that versus like put up with shit or allowed and acquiesced to, you know, bullying or hatred, then, you know, we'd be far better off. Like we wouldn't have so many suicides. We wouldn't have, you know, children these days, like, you know, bullying their peers it's just it sucks that people think that they have any right or authority to tell someone else you know what they should and shouldn't be doing or how they look or this that and the other I think it's pathetic who do you find attractive on all of the below deck seasons are you caught up do you know who's who no, I haven't watched any recent. I actually haven't watched any since mine. Um, I don't have Bravo. <laughs> so you have um, seen your own season before. You have rewatched multiple times your own episode. Um, I watched. I watched them when they sent them to me, and then I watched them on air um, once, and that was enough. <laughs> um, but I haven't seen any since. I know some people from it just with conversing, um, like you know, sailing and with below deck med, but attractive wise, I only know like the past. Um, I mean, you know, there's attraction, there's like lust and then there's, you know, like actual attraction and I don't know. <laughs> In case you want to watch free Bravo shows, they have a new online streaming platform. It's called Peacock. 
So oh, right. I heard about that. Yeah. You don't need to pay anything. It just needs your, you just need to create, you know, your, an, an account and all of the below deck, all the vendor pump rules, all of all the reality TV series that you can binge is on there. Except okay, for like maybe the latest season of below deck sailing yard, but everything else, all the NBC, all the NBC, like, uh, what's that? 30 rock. Oh yeah. No, I yeah. haven't seen any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. That is actually, it is my new favorite streaming platform and I like it be better than Netflix. Netflix for me right now, I like it for, I like it. I like Netflix documentaries, like don't fuck with cats. Not sure if you've seen that, but that is the best one so far. I've seen a lot of documentaries. The twist, I was not expecting the twist. I saw it a couple, let's see, I saw it like a year ago, maybe. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to think, but that's the thing, right? So as when you're exposed, like that's what made me also think how, how you know, whack the world really is. Like as anybody that's been on any kind of exposed to the public in any way, right? we have these people that comment on our lives or that follow us that they're just diehard fans or they're not fans, but they still follow you or whatever. Those it's those people that caught that dude. Yeah. From the <laughs> Facebook groups. Yeah. yeah. It's really crazy to think about. Yeah. I really like the way they put it together. And I just like the, the, the whole snake thing where he bought a snake and, 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 and feed <laughs> the cats to the snake. And it's just very disturbing. And I saw that whole documentary at night as well. So it gave me the creepy feeling. Yeah. And that guy no, wanted I, to be I'm, famous I'm too. You. Right? Yeah. He like wanted to meet a reporter. So he set up an appointment. I, I, that whole situation, like, there's really a lot of creepers out there. <laughs> and listen, that's the whole thing. Like when you ask me about like messages or anything like that from fans, like you would not believe. Believe what? What is that? Huh? What is that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you would not, sorry. <laughs> you would not believe the type of messages I get. Like I get as many death threats as I do marriage proposals sometimes. What is, what are some of the messages? Um, I've been told to turn the gun on myself. Before. Wow. Yeah. I've been, I mean, I like I'm, I've, I'm offered threesomes and orgies daily. I'm offered marriage. I'm offered, um, like people just randomly random people that I don't know, you know, and I get it. Like if you like, I love actors and actresses, but they're actors and actresses on reality. I would never dream of going on to like someone's social media and be like, I love you. You did this. You did that. Like blah, blah. people are very invested in you, mm -hmm. you know, whether they hate you or they like you. And it's a lot. And, uh, I don't, I don't understand. That's that. how you get catfish too. They're so obsessed with you. They can't. Oh, there's, I've been sent profile where people like have created my profile, um, like on dating sites or Facebook or and like, I only have Instagram and Twitter 
and people are like, oh, no, you've been talking to me on Google chat. Remember that you uh, said you'd send me a nude for $200. And I'm like, no, dude, like, I, I would never fucking do that, like, ever. <laughs> and they're like, well, it didn't sound like you. I just want to check. And I was like, listen, I would tell you to fuck off in two seconds if you like, I was like, first of all, $200. No, try 2000 for like a tit shot. <laughs> what is your type? I don't know. I don't really have a type. Okay, okay. Honestly. Celebrity. If there's a celebrity that mm. you find attractive, then I can okay. put a face to it. Are you ready? It's uh, Tom Hardy. The Tom, Tom Hardy in Batman or the normal Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy. In, it was his character. He does such a great job being a character. He transformed like, very well that you yes, got his Tom Hardy. so sexy. And his wife, I think her last name is Riley. So I'm already in. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's very attractive. <laughs> I, I love that. a man. I love a man with like, like, a, why would, a, here's the thing. Why would anyone send a dick pic when they can send a picture of their face or their whole body? No, like it's no different. Like, listen, I think women are beautiful. I love women. I think women, women are gorgeous. <laughs> no, we don't. Like, if but it. Well, I mean, sometimes we do. <laughs> but it's it's artful, you know. Like, it's it's not just a regular. It's not one you're going to see from every single person. Like, I'm going to take the time to make that shit look good and, like, have some, you know, like, a nice picture in the background or something. <laughs> Dudes are, like, so disgusting. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I definitely – it takes a lot for, like, a guy to catch my attention just because I just feel like they're – I think men more so have become, like, sissified. You know, where they're like either it's old men that are like looking, you know, they've been um they've looking been to be dominated. <laughs> no, it's like well not even that. It's like old men that have dealt with like sugar babies that they're like, you know, oh, I can approach this twenty or thirty year old because they're gonna want me for my money. Well, I don't give a fuck about your money. I give a fuck about your personality, I give a fuck about you know, your motivation, your, and of course I'm driven by looks as well, but like, I don't know. I think it's just, it's, uh, dating is just ridiculous now. Now, Are you dating anyone? Um, I literally have nobody to date on the ranch. <laughs> so it's not, it's not an easy, it's not an easy task when you're managing livestock. Yeah, I guess you're right. How far are you away from civilization? An hour and a half. Wow, that <laughs> is really far away. Yeah. And so how come you don't get time off? You know, I mean, I could probably get time off if I asked for it. But the problem is, is like, it, you know, you're dealing with live animals. Like, they have to eat every day. They have to shit every day. You know, they have to be taken care of. And then it's not just that. There's other projects that we're managing and you know I I do love the owners I'm invested in them you know personally as well just because I I care for them um so it's not something that like innate within me I'm very much you know I I I pride myself on on heart like doing a job well um but sometimes that's my judgment. Like this trip I had to take to Georgia like I'm very thankful for it because my body needs some rest <laughs> 
Yay! Thank you for talking to me. You are very easy to talk to. I feel like our conversation uh, flow very easily. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me again. I really enjoyed it. Yay! Thank you for your honesty. You really, <laughs> really made my day. And I did not know. I found out so many juicy secrets from reality TV filming. I did not know that they have to sequester you in a hotel and you cannot interact with each other. No, you're not allowed to talk or look at each other. You'll get in trouble. <laughs> no, yeah, for anyone interested going on reality TV, this is probably how it is for every show. They yeah, I mean, well, drama. you know, this is, and I don't know much about others, but I know like with Bidlow Deck, we, you know, nothing was scripted. It was you know, they very much wanted it to be a reality experience for, you know, obviously they put personal certain personalities together, you know, like we may or may not conflict, but um, they let it happen as it does, you know, like the fact that Ashton went overboard, that was completely on him, you know, how we react, how angry I get with people and my peers or how emotional we all are, like, you know, I mean, you can only take it for what people like. I I cannot act. I cannot lie. I can only be me. And I think that when you are yourself, like that's what makes for great reality TV. Um, and you know, it, like I would say to people that do comment on our social media or anything like that, like they they're like, oh, well, you went on this show, so you opened yourself up to this kind of criticism. It's like, we're still fucking people, though, you know, like, we're, I didn't do anything that you probably haven't done, that my mother hasn't done, that someone else hasn't done, like, it's, you know, it's just captured on TV, and then it's edited down to, like, a very minute, you know, time frame, and it's, it's, I don't know. Anything that is fake on the scenes that you're on? Um, I can say without any, you know, qualms about it, like the only thing that, you know, they, they did kind of manipulate about me is the whole Tyler situation. Like, I, of course, I did have feelings for him. I did um, hook up with him. But when they interviewed me, um, they asked me if I, at the time, remember, I was just recently, like no longer engaged. And they asked me about my ex. And so it was a very emotional conversation. And when they showed me like curie eyed, they made it like I was talking about Tyler. <laughs> but it's okay, because the, the fans thought like I had a heart for Tyler, which I only knew him for like a week. So that was fine. Are you going to announce on your social media when your new reality TV is going to come out? Oh, of yeah, of course. Yeah, this will be with Discovery. It's a totally different audience. Um, yeah, yeah, TLC. I watch TLC too. TLC <laughs> Discovery. That they host ninety day fiance as well. Um, I'm not on that. <laughs> I know. You don't need a green card. You have to go, you go, you go to another country. Maybe Sweden. <laughs> I'm trying to compare it somewhere else that people want to go to get a green card. I'm sure oh, US yeah. is not the only place. Why is it US the only popular place place for a green card? Why Listen, not I Scotland? Would so much rather go to other places. Than what about Turks and Caicos? What about Bahamas? <laughs> I don't know. People don't have their priorities straight. Yay! Thank you very much once again. Yeah, of course, of course. Thank you again for having me. I and it was it. easy, right? All you need to do is click a link. Yeah, I know. Listen, I'm very technologically not savvy. <laughs>
Have a very nice day. You too. Thank you. Yay. Bye. Bye. What kind of stuff do you get in this podcast? Dream interpretation, astral travel, reincarnation, self-care, and so much more. Hi, this is Bernadette, and I'm the host of Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World podcast. Please do not forget to share this episode to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and subscribe as well. Okay, kisses to everybody and take care of yourselves. Bye.